On this week's episode of View the Right Thing, Wes and Steve take you on a journey through the theater of the mind with 1994's George Lucas-produced comedy murder mystery, Radio Land Murders. So gather the family around the radio as we go live with the latest broadcast of View the Right Thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to another episode of View the Right Thing. Yeah, I let you get away with it that yeah, time. You did. Yeah, I saw your saw your face over there. I just, you know, I was like, mm, it's been so long. And I can't remember if last time I decided to keep Indiana Jaws alive or retire it. So we'll give it a break for today, even though I just said it. So in a way, it's kind of already back. It's, it's, it's always here. It's always present. Well, Indiana Jaws is our mascot, is on the cover photo of our Facebook page. Heck yeah. So uh, that amazing drawing by Glenn Porter. Yeah. And if you haven't already, check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at VTRT Movies and on Instagram at... Uh, VTRT movies. VTRT I think it's all the same. Movies as well. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Love us. We're really close to um, hitting like another hundred people. Whatever the hundred, uh, three hundred people or something. I, I don't like know. the sound of that. That's we're we're still small, but we love our viewsters. We do viewsters. Don't ever be shy about tweeting at us or Instagramming at us or Facebooking at us. Yeah. Uh, don't show up to either of our homes, please. Well. Depends on who you are. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on... If you're Steve's mom. Sure. But, I mean, I feel like she'd give me plenty of notice before showing Does up. Does your mom listen home. to the podcast? I don't know if my mom listens to anything but MSNBC. My mom listens to the podcast. Hi, mom. Uh, Hi, mom. How much is mom? She doesn't like all the banter at the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, just get. She's like, just get to the movie stuff. Well, tell her she can start her own podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start your own movie podcast, mom. Has she heard other podcasts? I don't Has know. she heard I'm how much sure bantering she... they do? I know. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, Doughboys is the number one podcast, and those guys. They like to talk about all sorts of stuff before they finally get to their meat and potatoes. You know what podcast I really like? Which one? Education with Kevin Smith and uh, Andy McElfish. Now, didn't we see a live uh, a live taping of that one we, time? We did do do that. We went for uh, our good buddy Daniel's bachelor party. Oh yeah! Uh, so we went and saw Kevin Smith and Andy McElfish do education. They talked about how Australia wants to kill you. Um, Australia wants to kill. Now you mean the creatures? The of creatures, Australia. yeah. But I okay. think the. the title of the podcast episode i think was australia wants to kill you um yeah it was a lot of fun i so i listened to a lot of that and uh sometimes i take the wife to work in the car and we listen to it on the way to work and she's always amazed by how she'll look down and she'll be like we're 45 minutes in and they haven't started doing education yet right they just banter for 30 to 45 minutes and that's part of the fun of podcasts you know there's no set structure that anybody needs to follow yeah like do the show you want to do. Yeah, that's sure. the beauty of it, baby. I, I think we just get on here and we just like to ramble. Uh, you know, Steve and I... And that's okay. We got catching up to do. We got to yeah. talk about Stranger Things. We got to talk sure. about well, this is a the TV summer podcast. break. Um, yeah, you know, Steve and I, we're good, good friends. We see each other sometimes. Sometimes. We're both busy. So, so this is a good opportunity for us to like get together and just kind of yeah. visit. And you guys get to... Go along for the ride. You get to enjoy our friendship. Yeah. You sick, sick. No, I'm just kidding. So we I'm haven't about to insult our dear listeners. 
we we talked about whether or not to address this, but you kind of did. We we haven't uh, we haven't been doing this this summer. We had a bit of a break. Yeah, summer break. We were both very busy guys. Heck, we didn't even see each other for most of that break. Yeah, I think we saw each other I, once. Uh, I babysat your dog, and then like the last the next time we hung out was like last week. Yeah, that's Holy true. Shnikes. So it was like two months before we saw each other again. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy. I barely even got to Disneyland this summer, Wes. Uh, Me. I went multiple times. I didn't go all of July and most of August. I went four or five times. Holy shnikes. Yeah, good times. I'm going to go again soon. I wish I'd gone that many times. I just went the other day for about three hours, Mm -hmm. and uh, I want to go again soon, too. Yeah. So you know who to call. Yeah, I saw your guys' post about that. I was like, oh, they didn't. It was a fun. It was a spur of the moment thing. They didn't ask me if I wanted to go. That's cool. Hey, man. It was just kind of like, you know, it's Friday night, it's rush hour, but if we go right now, maybe we will get there at a somewhat reasonable time. Yeah. And then we get there, and sweet Daniel, he's probably going to hear this, and I'll bring this up if we meet him for lunch in a few. Poor guy's got a back injury. So we get there, and he's like, by the way, I can't really go on like... Anything. Fun. Big Thunder or that stuff. But it was still fun. It's all fun. Pirates of the Caribbean. and We went on Pirates. Yeah. Um, it, Some dark he rides. said that treated his back okay. Yeah, we went, it was funny because we're two grown men. We went on like Mr. Toads, Pirates, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good ride. Uh, went on Autopia for the first time in maybe three years. Uh, and I forgot that I can't sit behind the steering wheel on Autopia. Wow. So I have to sit in the passenger seat and just reach over and steer huh. because I can't even get my leg in the very small space between the seat and the steering wheel. Interesting. Speaking of my leg, I got a cute dog on my leg. Walt's here with us. Yeah. Walt might make an appearance later. Walt, say a little something. He's just, uh, he's just he sniffed sniffing. the microphone. Good uh, boy. So, uh, have you seen any movies lately? <clears throat> boy, have I. Well, I got The what? Final Girls on DVD. Why? <laughs> and, uh, have we talked about Final Girls? I feel like we've talked about we Final Girls have, like multiple times. Man, I love that You're, movie you're so obsessed. Hooten. Um um what was the last thing i saw in theaters uh you saw don't breathe right i saw don't breathe did you i have not seen it oh don't breathe no spoilers is pretty good um yeah I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything but i will say that there's you know uh as as the old uh as the old Taoist saying goes uh leave no room for the tiger to insert its claws and i feel oh. like don't breathe. It's not flawless, but it's it's a pretty well constructed, hmm. like, well done movie. I feel like they sort of they kept it small. It's basically yeah. four people in a house. Yeah, and you know they did a good job with that. Yeah, there, there was never a feeling of like, whoa, why doesn't this make sense? Why doesn't that make sense? They pretty much made everything make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to say anything else, we'll it, we'll get into sure. spoiler territory, and I don't want to spoil it for you because it had some this, nice. Surprises. This is how this is how busy I've been. I haven't seen a movie in quite a while. Have you seen? Oh, it's been maybe two months. Wowzers! The last movie I saw was Star Trek Beyond. I forgot to see that. It's good. Oh man, it's a lot of fun. I forgot to see that completely. Maybe it's still at the three dollar theater. Maybe. Uh, did you see? Ooh, I went to a. Uh, a big screen at the Lemley uh, screening of Flash Gordon a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I Flash got Gordon. robbed. Whoa! Not really robbed, but let me tell you what happened. All right, All actually, right. I'm I'm ready. So, 
um, before the screening, you know, it's a big kind of a fan event. So they were like, yeah, sure. well, you know, we'll do some trivia and maybe give out some comic books. Sure. That sort of thing. So I was uh, like, cool. I wouldn't mind winning a comic book. And they were asking these questions and they were all pretty softball questions. Mm-hmm. Right. But then they asked, which actor connects the Flash Gordon movies to mm-hmm. the Harry Potter movies? Mm. Now, there's probably a decent handful of people who show up in Flash Gordon that maybe still show up in Harry Potter. Sure. But one guy in Flash Gordon by the name of Prince Thun. I'm looking for his actual character's name here. IMDb. There he is. Actor mm. George Harris played Prince Thun in yeah. Flash Gordon, right? He's of the uh, the guys who were wearing all the gold. Yeah. And Ming the Merciless tells him to fall on his sword. Yeah. That guy plays Kingsley Shacklebolt. Oh, okay. A pretty major character in the Harry Potter story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now uh, he shows up in maybe like maybe movie five, but I'm pretty sure by six and seven he's, he's around. I think he's in the order. Of the, I think um, so in the books at least he's the guy who shows up with like Tonks and a couple yeah. other people to get Harry from the Dursleys and take him in under cover of night to like escape that to is the correct. Weasleys. Yeah, yeah. He's Kingsley Shacklebolt. He's pretty much. One of the baddest horrors in the biz. Right. <clears throat> and he plays a pretty big chunk of a character in, in Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. So they raise, they, they raise the question. I raise my hand and I go, the guy who played Prince Thun also played Kingsley Shacklebolt. And his name, I didn't have it just yet, but my brain was working for it. And the lady running the Q&A just goes, no. No. Who knows it? And somebody else goes, Robbie Coltrane. You know who Robbie Coltrane played in Flash Gordon? No. Man at Airport. Oh, man. Exactly. So I don't know if that really counts as connecting it. Because guess what? I've seen Flash Gordon probably over 100 times. I don't ever remember seeing anybody at the airport and thinking, well, there's Robbie Coltrane. I would would send an angry letter. uh, No, I don't have that kind of time on my hand. But I am going to complain about it. And if I'm not mistaken, it was run by Eat See Here. Oh, yeah. They're all right. They have some fun events. I've actually, I've actually encountered a uh, a trivia debacle where I won and they didn't give it to me. Also, whoa, do yeah. tell. Uh, there's not much to tell. It was uh, they asked the question about uh, Ghostbusters, who yeah. was uh, originally cast in uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, that it's not worth it. It's okay. Eddie Murphy. Eddie all Murphy's right, I understand. I understand. But yeah, so um so you'd see here they run uh you know, summertime out outdoor screenings and stuff. And so when it comes time to go see a fun summertime outdoor screening, go with streetfoodcinema.com. Oh wow. Yeah, I Burn. said it. Burn. I said it. I want that comic book. I really don't. Well so now we've gotten through the controversy section. Controversy. Of the, you didn't even ask me how uh Star Trek was really. You said it was good. I didn't really get to talk. I mean, you got to talk about don't. Well, I don't want spoilers, though. I'm not going to give you spoilers. Okay. Tell me how how good it was was without spoiling I was just going to say that it was weird and kind of sad to see Anton Yelchin in the film. Oh, man. That would break my heart. Yeah. Huh. Because they they gave him a... uh, an expanded role. He's he's much more important to the plot in oh, this wow. film. So it's like finally they make Chekhov like important to the Aww. to the plot, and then he died. So it's sad. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, man. May he rest in peace. Yeah, he was such a good actor. My buddies live uh, right next door to him. Oh, and they said that they heard 
some weird noises in the middle of the night and uh you know whoever it was that woke up and heard the weird noises was apparently kind of scared to go check on what it might be oh, but uh, they're thinking no. based on the time he said he heard them they're thinking it was probably like the police and EMTs showing up and all that sort of oh, thing oh gosh yeah god that's unfortunate. That's real unfortunate. I mean, it's more unfortunate for his family and whatnot, but it's yeah. still, it's just such a weird thing. It's one of those things about, like, it kind of reminds you how small this town can really be, you know? Right. Los Angeles. Right. As Sam Elliott said. Which we talk about next. Um, well, if you really want to talk about Stranger Things, we could do, I mean, it's not a TV podcast, but we We're can. We're not a TV podcast. I, however, feel like Stranger Things sort of transcends I don't, the tv I, movie line. i don't agree with that but how uh well i read actually read a really I, so this is not my uh, own observation but i read a really interesting article about how um stranger things sort of plot plot blocks oh yeah yeah which i thought you know plot block it's interesting because i read it and i was like i can't disagree with anything in this because it almost seems like it's like kind of complaining about it, but it, it wasn't. But it was like, okay. I was like, I, I can't disagree with any of this stuff, but I still really love the show. But every time um, the plot could move forward, something happens to like essentially block it. And then they just rehash some of the same things over and over and over again. And in, in the Whoa. yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's a good article. I'll, I'll see if I can find it before the end of the episode so I can point people direct people to it but i mean it's totally true like hmm. and it's something that you can't get away with in a movie like if you if you're in a, you only have two hours if they yeah. had only two hours to tell that story that could have been told absolutely as a film true but because they they spread it out over eight episodes they block themselves in ways that aren't really Just conducive to storytelling stretch yeah for time to stretch for time and they go back and they rehash things and and they they even made a point in the article of talking about how like um spoiler alert yeah. uh when uh the sheriff and winona Ryder's character go to the lab go to the lab they they break back into the lab near the end of the yes series he even comments the sheriff even comments that he's already done this before wow and it's like yeah, well, he did already do that. So why do we need to see them break in again? You know, it's like just uh, and you know he breaks into the lab to not really find out much of anything, and hmm. then he, they have to go back, and there's just a lot of that. Kind so of what stuff. you're saying is I'll have to watch it a fourth time, probably, to see if I notice this plot blocking. Yeah, I mean, read the article. Um, Interesting. Let me see if I can find it here. Vamp a little while I while I look at my. Phone. I will vamp a little. So as I've uh, joked, uh, yes, I've watched through Stranger Things three times already because i love it that much but yeah i can you know i can agree that it's not perfect but uh it it sure was you know a really nice surprise of a of a mid-summer netflix series to just pop up i thought uh you know i'm surprised they kind of didn't save it for maybe closer to halloween or something like that but I'll, I'll watch it again before Halloween. I don't mind. So it's on a website called The Talk House. And the, the article the is... Talk House. Stranger Things and the Problem of Plot Blocking. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find another example from here. Another uh, example from the Plot Blocking article. Plot Blocking. It's not a fun phrase to say. Plot Blocking. Better, uh, better take that scene out. It's a plot blocker. Ooh, Walt doesn't even like it. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Walt said, Um, 
So here's it. How many yeah. times? How many times do we have to see the cool guy seduce the nerdy girl? How many times will Eleven use radio to prove Will is still alive, or guide the boys into the woods and back again with no new information to show for it? Why do you think people complain that Winona Ryder's weeping became tiresome? Because she was asked to perform the same emotion over and over again. Besides being frustrating, these repetitions actually dilute important moments. How much more exciting would it have been when the sheriff? Okay, spoiler alert. Okay, everyone. Spoiler alert. If you uh, have not seen the show, uh, turn your listening device all the way down for the next 40 seconds actually this is the same spoiler that i just said a minute ago how much more exciting would it have been when the sheriff and joyce infiltrate the evil government lab if we hadn't already seen him do it before Mm. he even makes a joke about using the same method oh Uh, very interesting let's see what about uh hold on here i see uh there's a so they're talking about movies having uh, besides having a longer running time than a movie, episodic content has the additional challenge of a non-captive audience. There's a freedom in delivering a whole story in one sitting. You know that short. You know that short of walking out of the theater in disgust, moviegoers will absorb everything you have to show them. Episodic creators don't have that assurance, which can lead to all sorts of awkward tactics to keep them coming back. Oh, when Jonathan okay. finds finally finds proof that his mother isn't crazy, he rushes home to have that emotional reunion we've been waiting for. But his dad stops him. Don't bother her right now. He did, Jonathan doesn't grow or change. To, I'm, I'm cutting past some lines here, too. Okay. Jonathan doesn't grow or change to overcome this obstacle. He just literally tells her later. What purpose can that serve other than to make us wait for what we want to see? So that's just another example. They they cite, wow. they cite a bunch of things in here. But, um, well, you know, fair point. I it, didn't really notice that while I was watching but it. That's I just the, enjoyed it. And I think that's the beauty of the show is that um, and why what makes me love it even more, that despite things like that you yeah. kind of don't care because right. so much of the show you love right and sort of like kind of outweighs that yeah it's very entertaining it's funny it, you know they keep the mystery alive that's for sure mm-hmm. uh a, a compliment that i like to give to a lot of uh you know other things like this i mean anybody who doesn't realize that this show is basically an homage to like stephen king steven spielberg john carpenter and uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, I'll come back to that. But it's like... Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. And so it's like one thing this show really does that especially Stephen King and Steven Spielberg do really well, as I like to say, is they really bring you right on to Main Street of whatever yeah. town they're setting it in. You yeah, know, they bring They put you right there, and you might as well be able to do a 360 spin and just see the town going on. Some of our viewsters... Uh, yeah. the main that main street in the city hall police station. Yeah, that's uh where two of our viewsters live. No way. Yep. Weird. Yeah, they live in that little small, at a on the middle of nowhere. Should we announce their yeah. addresses over yeah, there? Yeah, let's right? do it. No, we no. probably shouldn't. Um, that's cool though. Yeah, they live in Stranger Things town. You know, I've heard I've heard who the uh, you know so obviously Spielberg was the main source of of inspiration. Yeah, for all the homage stuff. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, I've heard who the second season insp- source of inspiration is. I don't Morgan know. I don't, I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I have heard. Do you want? Do you want me to reveal? Um, Wes Craven. No. Um, let me take one more guess. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be Paul Schrader. No, who? James Cameron. Oh, that'll so, be pretty wild. Yeah. 
I also read another art- article the other day where it was uh, it was like a joke article, but I thought it was real at first. Yeah. And they were like, uh, Stranger Things casts Vince Vaughn and oh, Colin yeah. Farrell. Did you read that? I saw that one. That, that was, was pretty funny. funny. They were yeah. like, what better way to, to <laughs> you know, amp up an already successful season one than by casting these two guys. Oh, man. Uh, I was just thinking back to how much I was enjoying True Detective season two for the first couple episodes and how maybe I'll give it another chance. But then I was like, I remember exactly how it ends, and I just don't feel like going on that journey again. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't even finish season one. Finish season one, dude. Uh, season one's so great. I think I'm like four or five episodes in, and I'm just like, eh. I, I just so don't great. care about any of it. It's so great. Oh, oh see, there's Walt disagrees. Walt. Hey, buddy. Ooh. Walt disapproves of that truth. No, don't spray him. My phone's in the way. I'm not going to spray him. I'm just showing him the water bottle. Sometimes when he sees it, he gets quiet. Oh. Walt disagrees. He thinks you need to uh, finish True Detective Season 1. One day, Walt. I still haven't finished True Blood. Uh, you can do without that. But see, I like that show. I enjoy I d- that show. I didn't like... I don't think it's good. I didn't like True uh, True Detective, but I did like True Blood. Because yeah. it was like a fun, like... Uh, yeah, that's the thing about True Blood. It's totally fun. Yeah, it's Everybody like a you guilty pleasure naked show. gets naked, and it's a, yes, it's a guilty pleasure I like it show. when the vampires explode. The vampires exploding is a great time. Yeah. But uh, boy, oh boy, they took their time with that show. Sure. They just kept... They're like, hey, we can make more money off this. Yeah, they just kept getting like crazier and crazier with it, and... Oh, true blood. I don't miss you. I this... wish I did. I miss Sookie. That's for sure. I miss Anna Packard. Sookie. Yeah. All he right. is really upset. Yeah, he's upset about something outside. Um, let's get off of the topic of TV, because I could talk TV. I, there's a bunch of shows coming up that I really want to see. True. New shows. Pitch chance son of zorn i didn't watch that last night oh has that started it started last night oh man i didn't know that you know i didn't even know the emmys were going on last night the emmys were on last night i think so unless it was just a whole lot of emmy buzz and they're going to be on this coming weekend but uh they no, they can't have gone up against the first night of monday or sunday night football it seems like that's what happened really oh i didn't that's know what it, seems like i'm gonna check my phone um, here but yeah i remember seeing just a few posts about it and being like are the emmys going on right now what is happening here and then that was it i didn't see a whole lot of uh tweeting and or instagramming about it come on the emmys let's uh let's let's uh let's get that publicity wheel moving. it was the creative arts award creative arts award so not the televised emmys then no that's sunday september 18th that makes a lot more sense so that is next sunday okay well this sunday at this point is that the Sunday? Okay. Coming up. <coughs> oh, my Excuse gosh. Me. Wes had to cough. Scared the dog. Scared the dog. All right. Let's talk about this movie, Radio Land Murders. Radio Land Murders. Because my mom's getting mad now. 1994. What did you think of this movie? It you was would, fun. You had never seen it. I'd never seen it. I had. It's one that I really like. I, I can tell you this. It's my favorite Brian Ben-Ben movie. Yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of Brian Ben-Ben movies? I don't think there are, but I was a huge fan of Dream On when I was on a kid. HBO. You remember Dream On? Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't have been watching it when I was a child. Sure, but there's uh, a, some naughty things going on. There in was that. a lot of sex. There was pretty much at least one sex scene per show. On that was that, that was show. like um, Sex in the City before Sex in the City. Kind of, yeah. But it was also, you know, it was a very funny show, and they he had all those things where he'd flash back to things he'd seen on TV. So it was kind of a in a way, an educational show because it was like, <laughs> hey, 
here are these things from the past that are worth checking out, you know? What um, what was his job on that show? Do you remember? On Dream On, I don't remember. I don't remember I just either. know he, he had basically been raised in front of a television, and now he was a guy trying to find love, and and he was just constantly, you know, they'd just interrupt a scene with a clip from an old movie or an old TV show or something. It was great. Yeah, like that would be how they... um like show what he's thinking or feeling inside like his emotional state or whatever. It'd yeah. be like some angry cowboy yelling at someone or, right. or punching somebody out or somebody slamming a door in someone's face. So where does this movie start? This movie kind of starts with Martin Tupper with his wife, uh, uh, Penny Henderson, right? We don't meet Brian yeah. until after we've met Penny. Well, so something interesting about Brian. So Penny is played by Mary Stewart Masterson. Mary Stewart and Masterson. That's his as a redhead. Maybe soon to be ex-wife. Right. Um, but there's something really interesting about We should start referring to him characters. as Roger, his character. Roger. Name. Roger Henderson. Roger and Penny. Yeah, they were... Do you know what's really interesting about those two characters and this movie? Besides everything that happens in the movie? This movie is a prequel oh. to... A an American classic film. Whoa, what? Yep. Radio Land Murders, nineteen ninety four, yep. is a prequel to a classic American film. What decade? Uh, the movie was the seventies. Wow. Oh boy. Um, a prequel. To a classic American film, possibly from the seventies, uh, American Graffiti. It is. It's a. It's a prequel to American Graffiti. Uh, uh, did they play one of the parents of the American Graffiti kids? They, or rather, the parents of are one the, of the parents American? of Richard Dreyfuss's character. That's hilarious. Are you Are you serious yeah, right now? Absolutely serious. George Lucas confirmed it in an interview. Whoa. Yep. Roger and Penny Henderson uh, are are the parents of Dreyfuss's Kurt. Kurt Henderson. My parents are Roger and Penny. Pick me up and take me cruising on a Friday night. I'm Kurt Henderson. That's not a bad. I can't tell. It's going to sound totally different through the microphone. Look, I'm not a professional impressionist, all right? Sue me. So, (laughs) all right. So, uh, Roger and Penny. Yeah. Run us through this thing. All right. Do you want to talk about how big the cast is or do you want to just go through it? Wow, because the cast can, is huge. I, I I made a list of like notable. Yeah, I almost think we should just throw the cast out there right now. Okay, there's so many people in it. Right. Oh, so people. I I realized this um, uh, when I was doing some research. Uh, people will probably more likely recognize Brian Ben Ben. He was on Private Practice. Private Practice. Just a is that the spin-off. Anatomy spin-off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Yeah. Good so, for him. So people might recognize him from that. Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah. Some kind of wonderful. Oh yeah. Benny and June. Oh yeah, she was June and Benny. She played June. June. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ned Beatty. Deliverance. Superman. Superman. Yeah. Um, the other things. Yeah, lots of stuff. So much stuff. Uh, George Burns. One, or uh, he was in. He was in. Ned Beatty was in. Uh, Rampart. <laughs> That's right. Ned Beatty was in Rampart. George Burns. Did you weren't here for the Rampart podcast. Uh, no, I was not. Podcast. I, was I listened to you and Daniel discuss it. Um, George Burns, did he play himself or was he playing? I mean, he was essentially playing himself. No, or was he, he playing George he, Burns? No, he played a different character. I can't remember what the character's name was. Um, this was George Burns' last film appearance. Yeah. And on the wide shots, they used, uh, 
they used the stand-in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sweet George Burns. Yeah. And I guess the material that he that he says was from, like, his last stand-up special. Oh, cool. Yeah. Album. It was probably an album. Yeah. Uh, Scott Michael Campbell. Scott Michael Campbell. Plays Billy. Oh, yeah. And I Billy bring... The, uh, the page. The page. Uh, I recognized him from ER. I'm a big ER fan. Yeah. And he was a, a, a paramedic on ER for a long time. Oh, that's cool. Um, he's also on Longmire. Longmire with yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips yep. and the guy who plays Longmire. Yep. <laughs> he plays the doctor on Longmire. Oh, cool. So, uh, Michael McKean. Michael McKean of Spinal Tap, uh, Waiting for Guffman. Uh, no, wait. He's not in Waiting for Guffman. No, but he's, he's in, in those other, other ones. ones. Yeah, Best in Show. Best in Show. A Mighty Wind. What's that? They, got a new, they got a new one coming out. Michael McKean played one of Topanga's one? many dads on, uh, <laughs> okay. on Boy Meets World. There I'm was, not a Boy, Boy Meets World guy. I don't think I, I've ever seen a full episode. I think over the course of the show, they cast at least four different people for each one of her parents huh. as the show went along. Um, Michael McKean. There's a new there's a new Christopher Guest thing, right? Yes. Uh, is it out? It's a Netflix movie or something, right? Yeah, what is it called? Mascots. Mascots, yeah. I want to see that. Is I want to see if it's it out. I bet it's well. out. I think it's coming very soon or it's available. I All think right. it's coming soon. I would have seen it better. Thanks. It's coming soon or it's available. Yeah. One or the one or the other. One or the other. Well, I said very soon. All right. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor of the Larry Sanders show, Transparent. And, uh, yeah, Transparent is the big one, right? Yeah, and so much else. Oh, 3 o'clock high. And also, uh, of course, Arrested Development. How oh, and t- yeah, Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. He's in Meet Joe Black? Yeah, he's the like timid uh, son-in-law of oh, Anthony Hopkins. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Toblowski. Love Stephen Toblowski. Ned the Head Ryerson of uh, yeah, he P- was Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Also, also Sandy Ryerson on Glee. He played a guy named Sandy Ryerson on yep. Glee. That's funny. Yep. Did he say Bing a lot on Glee? I didn't know he did not. Oh, that's too bad. I uh, I have a friend who produced a uh, an independent movie with Tobolowski in it, mm-hmm. and uh, at the premiere, Tobolowski came walking by me, closer than you are to me right now, mm-hmm. and I froze. I couldn't bring myself to say hi. Yeah, I was like, happens. oh my gosh, that's Stephen Tobolowski, and I was like. I'm friends with the kid who starred and directed and wrote this movie. Certainly, yeah. I can say hi, and I was just like. How do I do this? We're even both named Steven. Yeah. And I just, I froze. Yeah. I was in the Tobo, the, the, the Tobo uh, vortex of. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me. I've had close calls where I, fr- yeah. I mean, I, Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah. That was a close call. Uh, Ichiro. Whoa. The, uh, baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty great moment. Um, you did freeze or. You no, did- no, I did. I did. I did say something. Okay. Um, he signed a, he signed a baseball for me cool um paul dini that was a awkward conversation paul dini the uh artist animator writer everything writer of, he doesn't uh, animate too he doesn't uh, certainly he like draws some it was stuff bruce right? tim it was bruce tim that did batman oh cool um yeah so yeah paul dini was a was a big one i mean now it's like yeah totally cool but totally when i first cool. met him it was it was I had a I had an awkward conversation with the guy. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is this something the viewers shouldn't? It was like know a face palm it was a face palm moment. I was super nervous. The, oh. guy, the guy the guy like helped shape my childhood, you know. I sure. come home from school and watch Batman the animated series and um yeah. uh we have a, a friend that is married to him. Oh yeah. And I I had known her for uh several months and she oh. kept going 
talking about Paul. Oh, you know Paul. And I'm like, I've, I've never introduced me to Paul. Like, it's it's always been this, like, he's never around. Like, yeah. you know, we're shooting something or whatever. And um, we were at a movie screening. And she's like, well, we'll sit with you guys tonight. Cool. And she's like, you go find a place. We like to sit on the aisle. I was like, okay. And so we go and we pick a place. And I'm thinking she's going to introduce us. And uh, she just walks him into the theater and she, she, she goes, hey, Wes, here's Paul. And she points. She goes, we're sitting down there. And he comes down by himself. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's kind of a strange introduction. Yeah. And uh, he complimented my shoes. Oh, cool. And I, that's when I said the dumb thing. What'd you say? I was so nervous. I was so nervous. So All right, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna shoes, bro. I'm gonna out said. this situation, uh, but uh, just understand, I was so nervous. Well, of course, who um, would be? Uh, I was like, you know, I'm a really big fan, blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh yeah, cool, thank you, I appreciate it. And then he was like, oh, I really like your shoes. And I was like, oh yeah, I wore them for you. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I I sat down. I sat down, and I wore them for you. I I looked over at Desi and I was like I'm so dumb and then I just sat there in silence for like a really long time and I finally like turned to him and I'm like hey uh can I ask you a question about Batman and he's like absolutely and he like lit up oh cool and then we talked Batman for like 20 minutes awesome and it was really cool it was a really good first 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 time meeting other than me being a complete tool I understand but uh hey man I probably have 10 stories like that yeah. that I've Tried to suppress from memory. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get back to the cast before yes. you before you. Should we start with maybe what this movie's about? Uh, uh, Should we dip into that real well, quick. We, well, let me finish the cast real fast. Right. I'll try. I'll try to be quick. Christopher Lloyd. Everyone knows who Christopher Lloyd is. Oh yeah, he plays the Foley artist in this. Filmed all of the scenes in one day. That makes sense. Uh, Larry Miller, comedian Larry Miller. Yeah, seen him in tons of stuff. He plays Claudette's husband, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudette uh, Anita, I can't remember her name. I didn't write her down, unfortunately. Uh, she died shortly after the making of this movie. Really? Yeah, fifty years old. Whoa! Yeah. And so did George Burns. And wasn't she also with George Burns in eighteen again? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, she was. Yeah. And uh, they dedicated this movie to to her. Oh, that's great. Corbin Burnson, L.A. Law, L.A. Law, and Major League. Major League, yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh yeah, I mean, shakes the clown. And <laughs> shakes, Academy that's in our 3. bucket. Shakes the clown. Heck yeah, it's in our bucket. Uh, Dylan Baker, love Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker of uh, Trick or Treat, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man, Spider Man movie, uh, yeah. So much else. He was in that short-lived uh, Drive series with uh, Emma Emma Stone. She he played Emma Stone's father. Remember Drive? that show? Yeah, it was like kind of like a Cannonball Run type thing where all these people were like, "Hey, you know, you can you can get in a car and drive to this you know right. to this thing, and there's a big prize." And Nathan Fillion was in it. Wow. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen Emma Stone. And that was just called Drive? I think it was just called Drive. I have forgotten that completely. Yeah. And he was her father in the movie with a secret. Cool. I think he was sick or something. Like he had cancer Aww. or something. Uh, Robert Baker, we love you. Robert Klein, another famous Robert writer and Klein. comedian. You think he stopped his leg yet? Stopped his leg? I'll explain later. Okay. It's an old comedy bit of his. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman from the old uh, Carol Burnett show mm-hmm. and Blazing Saddles and so much more. Yep. Peter McNichol. From Dragon Slayer. And Ghostbusters 2 and Alan McBeal. And now uh, Veep. He's been on Veep a lot this last Yeah, season. yeah. He's really funny on Veep. As uh, Jonah's uncle. He's great. Billy Barty. Billy Barty. The, Classic uh, little person. The elderly wizard from uh, Willow. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, George, oh, I already said George. Oh, Rosemary Clooney. This was Rosemary Clooney's last film appearance. Whoa. Yeah, George Clooney's aunt. George Clooney's pretty cool. Also, she was so also on ER. Rosemary Clooney. Now, wasn't she one of the main ladies in, uh, was it White Christmas? No, Holiday Inn? Mm-hmm. She was. Yeah. Every holiday, watch yourself some Holiday Inn, folks. All right. So, uh, so the year is 1939. Wow. Quite a while ago. Yep. 40 years before I was born. Okay. Uh, new radio network, WBN, Chicago, Illinois. Is uh, is going to challenge the other three big radio networks Ooh. and become a uh, national network. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what's going on this night. So they're gonna they're gonna do their first primetime broadcast. Cool. All these sponsors have been brought in. They got to prove that they can do it. Yeah. Um, and there's this crazy cast of characters that uh, are trying to make this night a success. Right. Amidst much controversy. Much, much behind better. the curtain. And well, what's also uh, fun about this is, you know, you think, oh, OK, radio stuff. It's a bunch of people talking in the microphones. But no, they've got an audience. They're doing a full on stage show for absolutely everything they broadcast. Yeah. I don't know how anybody managed to put that together back in those days. But uh, my hat's off to those 1994 people playing 1939 people. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was elaborate. The writer's room is a mess, and they uh, they don't have all of the the bits done. Oh, yeah. Um, and it seems uh, like they have none of the bits done. Yeah, most of them have seems not like been Seems like they're finished. constantly being asked for new pages. The biggest one, Gork, Son of Fire. Gork, Son of Fire. <laughs> that one. Uh, son of Fire. Um, Indeed. And they get, they get a lot of help from the cleaning lady. Oh, yeah. Who is, uh, she's black, and, and it's sort of, I think, implied that... If she were white, she would actually be in the writer's room. Yeah. Um, 1939 America, man. But she's definitely smarter than the rest of them. For real. Um, Sick time in our country. uh, Where do I go from here? Well, uh, so they start the broadcast. Mm -hmm. The jazz band's playing and Michael McKeon's conducting and they do their first bit. And then the big fat guy who plays trumpet in the jazz band Ruffles. keels over dead we okay learned his name was ruffles but prior to him keeling over dead what happens drink from a flask we see before him. getting his trumpet ready and what else happens too much else man something someone oh yeah breaks in and and that what's the word i'm looking for uh says this like riddle yeah they break into the broadcast That's and they say yeah. a riddle in a really villainous sneaky voice yes. and it's like bah here is a poem that full of clues about what's about to happen and nobody knows what's going on they're like oh that recording is coming from somewhere blah 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 that, and that's your first hint right uh, there's a recording um, about to go wrong and so uh, then Ruffles dies sweet Ruffles dies um, on stage we find out that uh Roger and Penny are maybe breaking up because Roger's infidelity with uh, Claudette, the va-va-va-voom girl, va-va-va-voom. with the va-va-va-voom voice. Now, wait. Had he actually been unfaithful with Claudette? He didn't, or? and he's trying to convince Claudette to tell the truth because he needs to get back with Penny. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I don't even know how to... There's so this much. Is, this is what... So before we, we met for the podcast, and probably one of the reasons why we stalled so long just bantering, is this movie moves so fast, and so there's fast. so many moving pieces to it that it's hard to, like, break it down. So yeah. I think we should just talk kind of in general about the 
the the film a little uh, instead of breaking down every scene because I, yeah. I just don't know how how to do that. Um, well, so so the next big thing is so Ruffles is dead. Yep. Uh, then somebody else dies. Uh, Who's the second guy to die? The husband Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. They find him hanged. He gets, he gets hung. So Roger is the one who finds his body, basically. Well, Roger and Penny find him together in a dark room upstairs. And Roger's up there. He had heard that Penny was going up there. Yes. So he went up to meet her. And so he's already there when she gets there. So now the, when the police get called to come in, right? Um, Roger is uh, the first suspect. And they find uh, out that um, when uh, Ruffles was being taken out, he dropped Ooh. his flask and Roger picked it up and just pocketed it. So he's got Ruffles flask and he was also upstairs before penny before uh walt jr was killed starting to look like roger might be a murderer um the uh claudette's husband gets killed yeah i forget how he dies uh he goes under the rotating stage he gets crushed and he gets crushed with rogers down there trying to save him Right. Uh, but of course Roger's there again. Oh no. Uh Roger figures out that uh Ruffles was blackmailing Claudette because he had photos of her and Walt Jr., Jeffrey oh. Tambor's character. So he goes to confront her. Right. Um She gets killed, right? After he confronts her. Does Claudette get killed? I can't remember. No, she gets arrested. She so gets he arrested. so he tells the police they arrest her take her away yeah um what else happens well then something what is it something happens i thought it was after the third death after claudette's husband was crushed in the wheels isn't that when roger decides to confess to the murders and then manages to break away from the police and then goes about trying to solve the mystery on his own because well he knows that they, the cops aren't smart enough to do it. They t- I think they take Claudette away, right? And then Dexter gets electrocuted. Yes, and Dexter then, played by Corbin Burns. And yep. And then the and then because Roger is present for that again. Yep. Uh as it's like, you know, they're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" They start questioning him, and as they're taking him away, uh he realizes that the next clue uh leads to um the general, played by Ned Beatty, right, uh, and and Mr. King, Buddy King, by Buddy uh, King? played by Brian mm-hmm. James. Uh, is that his name Brian James? The guy who chokes on gas. Yeah, yeah, Brian the James nitrous, from the uh, Blade Runner and uh, the Wrong Guys, and um, so much more. That guy's in tons of stuff. So uh, the general leaves the room, but uh, Mr. King gets trapped in there, yep. and uh, there's all this laughing gas, and Roger breaks in just as he's dying. And uh, the police find Roger on top of them and laughing, laughing. They're all laughing. They all start laughing. I like that scene. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's tragically hilarious. So um, Roger escapes, and then he uses Billy the page to communicate with Penny. Right, um, and he goes about to as he sort of starts to figure out what what's really happened he starts to piece all the clues together yeah. he um he gets billy to get penny to give him a key to the file room Ooh. uh because he believes there's something all these people are connected to a scandal in peoria peoria illinois and so uh they go up to the file room and he gets a photo and he sees this uh pen knife 
that right. uh, is hanging off of a specific person, and he pieces it together, and he starts writing, finally writing, Gork, Son of Fire. Now, there's like a police chase and a shootout and so a hostage situation. and shootouts and... Yeah, uh, penguin costumes and... Fire hose gag. Oh, yeah. Uh, climbing up the side of the building right, and... A mariachi lot, disguise. Lots of stuff falls to the street below. That's true. They do a lot of shots. We never see any of it. We see a gun. We see hit. some fruit. We see uh, a whole a, person. A person, yep. Uh, so in a very high building. He writes Gork, Son of Fire. Yes. To tell them what's what's what, who, who the killer is. And so he writes it, and there's like, he's writing it above the stage, and police show up, and the, all the pages fall down, and then they read it, and they find out that. Oh, man, do we want to say already? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just kind of whip through it and talk right. about our favorite parts. They, uh, they they find out that the killer is indeed the one man who hasn't left his post all night up there in the rec- in in the control booth, mostly with Penny the whole time. Yeah, except she keeps running out to Max this, that, and the other thing. Applewhite. Max Applewhite, played by none other than Stephen Toblowski. Bing. Yep. You knew I was gonna do that. Yeah. You all knew I was gonna do that. So, uh, Max is all mad because they everybody in Peoria thought he was mad and he had this great invention idea and yeah. people thought he was crazy and he was like, it's going to take over. And so he, he takes Penny hostage, second Uh-oh. time she's been taken hostage, kind of, and he heads up to the radio tower, to the, to the antenna. And so uh, both the police and, well, the police are chasing Roger. Roger's heading up there as well. Uh, Roger gets up there, and it turns out inside the tower there's this room that's a lab, and uh, they find out what the invention was, Ooh. and it was a new a new television. It was a, he he came up with it first. He had invented television twenty years prior, and they stole his idea to sort of put the kibosh on it. And now they'd clearly sold it because yeah, because everybody says everybody's working on television now. Yeah, those jerks. Uh, Roger convinces him to switch him with Penny so that Roger's the hostage. She's like, you you know, you like Penny. You don't even like me. And he's like, okay. Yeah. He forces Roger to climb up the antenna. Uh, he goes up there too. And a biplane shows up. I, why the police have a biplane? I don't know. The biplane uh, you know, this, fires this on was shortly after King Kong. So yeah, it's definitely a King Kong reference, but people wanted their biplanes. Uh, the biplane eventually shoots, uh, What's his face? Good old what's his face? Max, Max. Applehoyt. And he falls to his death. Yeah. Uh, on the street. That's the time we actually see a body fall. And then we can see him laying on the ground and people like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Um, Roger and Penny reconcile. The show ends saved by Billy, I might add. Yeah. Billy comes in uh, and helps. Uh, he, he plays. He improvise. Comes, yeah. He jumps onto the stage as Gork's fellow tribesman. Uh, or cousin from down the. Yeah. Two caves over. Yeah, that's right. Or something. Cousin from two caves over. Wearing yeah. a filthy mop on his head. Oh, yeah. Billy. So this movie did not was not received well. No? No. Um, uh, most of the you know people thought it was too fast-paced. Roger Ebert didn't like the slapstick element to it. Um, All right. You know, it's it starts before you get to know any of the characters, I think. And I think that's, that's a big piece of, of why people um, didn't like it. Uh, some people, New York Times said that uh, they tried too hard to pay um, homage um, to, like, co- you know, 
not Keystone, but like comedies from the 30s, those kind of slapsticky comedies from the 30s. I can understand and that. And trying to like capitalize on nostalgia. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's a, it takes place in the 30s. Um, but mm. uh, didn't I, do well. Yeah, I don't know. I, the thing is about the movie is I actually think the movie was uh, 10 years late. I think oh, if this yeah? movie had been come out in 1984, I think it would have done better. All I right. think people would appreciate it a little bit more. There was so so many elements to it that felt like it was from the 80s. Um, yeah. The obligatory, like, you know, topless girls in the dressing room and the oh, sex-crazed yeah. Billy and oh, boy. Um, just kind of how fast and slapsticky it was. It reminded me of, of so movies from the 80s. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Gods must be crazy and silly, silly fast-paced stuff like that. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's uh I I just remember feeling like the movie was just still beginning and it was like 40 minutes in. <laughs> I was just like yeah. so much has happened and we still don't know who everybody is. It's weird is, at the same time so frantic. At the same time you almost feel like you come into the middle of it. Yeah. It's like it's you're you you know you you kind of hit with both feelings. Um but uh I think I think the writing is really funny. I think the di- sure. I think the dialogue is really really funny. Um, I think it's corny intentionally in all the right, right places. Um, Michael McKean doesn't say a word in the film, and he doesn't. I don't think so. I don't remember him ever speaking in the film. No, he definitely says one line because I does remember he say? at one point he said I don't remember what it was, but I remember at one point he said something, and I think we both looked at each other and we're like. Is that the first time he spoke? Yeah, maybe. So, maybe, so he has very little lines, yeah. uh, and but he practically doesn't speak. And his body language and the way he conducts that orchestra is so much fun. And it's very um, he's a hilarious guy. It's very like Spike Jones, yeah. Um, just very animated and uh, silly. You know, just, I can agree with just that. everything is so silly. I like the commercials, like the live action Looney Tunes, the whole thing. Yeah, it really. It, yeah, that's a really good. Uh, wow. Or Silly Symphony. It was a way yeah. to miss the... Um, Silly Symphony. I like the ads, like the little coffee ads oh, and the, the girl in the bubble box and the girl that dances with the cigarettes, the king cigarettes. And oh, the, yeah. Um, I like the... Uh, you can't you can't hear it very well, but uh, but since I've seen the film so many times, there's the the king refrigerator ads. King refrigerator. And they're like... It's got like a penguin dancing. That's what the penguin costume oh, right. was for. Penguins like dancing, oh, like skating me. around. And they're like... Just as sure as a penguin says quack. Wait yeah. a minute. Penguins don't say quack. Like, it's very nostalgic. Like, again, nostalgic and um, kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I have to wonder, if I had seen this movie when I was 15, would I have liked it at all? I don't know. And I was I was about that age, I guess. Yeah. 94. Like, what, you know, would I have enjoyed that movie if I'd seen it in my teens? I think the answer might be no. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I was probably... I I bet I was... Well, late teens. I bet I was like yeah. 18 or 19 when I saw it. I, I don't know. I, I just like that... Dig I, that style and era. Well, I think I was too cynical as a teenager. Because mm. also, one thing that... You know, you, you, you talk about how this movie wound up not doing well. And then what happened shortly after 1994? What's that? We had the independent wave come rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? We had Pulp Fictions and Reservoir Dogs and yeah. Clerks and all these movies that were telling really good stories, but SLC in a much Punk. more subtle way. Yeah. SLC Punk, was that that old? Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah. 
That's got to be from the two mid nineties. No, no, no. SLC. Did you Punk. see SLC Punk two on? Uh, I saw on that. Netflix? It, I saw that it exists, but I did not see it. Um, All right, let's see here. It's an acquired taste. SLC Punk has to be like 2002 or something. 98? Yeah. Holy shnikes. Um, that movie feels so much more recent. Yeah. Uh, SFU. That was that era. SFU. Oh, with Steven Dorff? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we got we got all these movies that were on a much smaller scale, and they were telling good stories, but like, yeah. you know, they, they definitely gave you a chance to breathe. Yeah, and this movie is just like boom, we're going, and then it's like, hey, we're almost done. Yeah, you don't breathe until the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, Joey you Lawrence, laugh a lot. Joey, Joey Lawrence, Lawrence shows plays up. A sort of a some sort of heartthrob, almost a he's like Sinatra a Sinatra. Kind. Yeah, very. Uh, he sings "What'll I Do." Yeah, love that song. And he didn't say "whoa" even one time. Didn't say "whoa." Um, oh, Joey Lawrence. Yeah. So. But, but overall, you you enjoyed watching the movie. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth watching. I don't think it's like you know, you base your career on that. Like, oh, this is the movie that makes me want to make movies. I don't sure. know that it's necessarily one of those films, but um, yeah, I heard they shot it in real time too. I heard it was all shot in the time. No, I don't in, think that's in the true. Running time of the movie. No, that's You're not full true. Of lies. That would be so insane. You're so full man. of lies. They would have had to do so many setups and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um. Good times, though. Fun movie. Check it out. Radioland Murders. Radioland Murders. Do we know which where it's where it's available for streaming? Uh, we don't. Oh man. Ooh, I'll yeah, check movie I, phone. I originally, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes when I was looking at the ratings and stuff, and it said listed Netflix, and uh, it's not even available to get on on DVD on Netflix. So what? Uh, you could rent it or uh or purchase it if you're so inclined. Um. Via my favorite way, which is Vudu, V-U-D-U dot com. Uh, I like that service a lot, and you can just watch it digitally. You can watch it on your Xbox or your phone. A lot of TVs have a Vudu app, um, just built right in. PlayStation, uh, maybe maybe a Nintendo. I'm not sure, um, but oh yeah, this says it's no longer on Netflix. I do remember scanning past it on Netflix sometimes, though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I, I recommend at least giving it a shot. Are you trying to get me to look at something on that laptop screen? Oh. So, <laughs> he's making faces. Uh, I guess that, that leads us to the end of the episode. I don't know. I mean, what else? I mean, I suppose we got to draw a new movie. We do have to draw a new movie. Um, um make some plugs and what have you yeah go ahead and make a make well, a i have a fun sort of a mystery plug going on right now okay mystery plug so uh i'm very happy to say that i have a part in this really great movie which when i shot it it was called mucho de Niro. and in recent weeks maybe even recent months the name of it on imdb has been changed to get the money and according to imdb this movie's coming out on the 16th Oh, of this very month. Fancy. So I'm very excited. However, the other day, I went to print up some new resumes to get them ready for some auditions. Mm-hmm. And on my computer, when I go to imdb.com, mm-hmm. I, uh, I look up and that movie is still listed as Get the Money. But on my phone all of a sudden... I use the IMDb app, 
And suddenly on the IMDb app, the movie is listed as Mucho De Niro again. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that information. But it made me uh, it made me laugh when I noticed it. So I don't know. Maybe it's coming out on the 16th, I hope. And if it is, uh, I'm plugging it right now. Watch, look for Mucho De Niro or Get the Money starring Eddie, Gra- Eddie Griffin, Blake Freeman, yeah. Danny Trejo, Casper Van Dien, and so many more. And an appearance by me. Yay. Is that the Muppet Bucket? There's the Bucket. All right. He's doing his thing. Oh, man, I'm afraid to look. I'm afraid to look. Oh, boy, what's it going to say? What's it going to say? Uh, it you, you read it. Whoa. Well, this, this deserves a song. Okay, you can go ahead and sing it. Through early morning fog I see the other lyrics to this song. And <laughs> if there were more words, I'd know. Yeah, okay. But I forget the words of the theme from MASH. So, yeah. But so, suicide is painless. You know that song is in the movie. It brings on many changes. It, it, and I can take or leave it if I please. So, boom, 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 so boom, Steve's boom, never boom, seen MASH. I don't think I've seen MASH the movie the whole way through. Yeah, so I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces. We're going to watch it. It's good. Can I get sued for having sung that song just now? I don't think so. Um, so yeah, so MASH, that's that's exciting. I love it. MASH, one, one we're going to watch films. MASH, the film, starring yeah. Elliot Gould and so many more. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. I call him Hawkeye. Don. I call him Don Sutherland. No, I don't call him that at all. Uh, I've never Gar- met them. Gary Burkhoff, who's in the show and the movie. Wait, who was he? Radar. Radar! Oh, so yeah, sweet it's radar. a great movie. Um, I can't wait to make you watch all of it. Cool. And hope you stay awake during it. Uh, boy, I hope so too. So there we go. That's it, folks. Should, Make should sure we do you watch a Mash Catch Twenty Two double feature. No, probably not. So, so everybody, we'll watch Mash. go watch Mash, and we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Follow us at VTRT Movies. Follow Wes at Movie Hippo. Yep. Follow me at Stephen Nohowood. Yep. Enjoy watching films and Bon Cinema.